You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. All right, guys, welcome on in. Welcome on in. I'm very excited. We have a very special delight. A lot of you are out tweeting and Instagramming about a Twitter user, Inner City Press. He's been very, very well credited, um, and he is actually in New York right now. He's covering the Jen Shaw trial, or sorry, not the Jen Shaw trial, the Jen Shaw prison sentencing. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Coming down from a couple of hours of uh, you know typing, and then we just ran out and in front of the courthouse to see if Jen Shaw had anything to say about his seventy-eight month sentence. She did not. Yes. Got into a big black Escalade and drove away, but. Here I am, back in the courthouse. So now she has been uh, sentenced to six and a half years in prison. That's followed by, what, five years probation. And then she has to yeah, pay an additional... Supervised release. I was supervised just release. answering somebody about that. Where it's, it's, it's actually, can, it can cause you a lot of trouble. I see a lot of uh, violations of supervised release cases coming back in. Basically, they set conditions, got to check in with probation. But if you violate it, like if they found her doing it again, they will bring her back in and she'll... If Judge Stein is still on the bench, then she'll be in front of him, and he would then drop the hammer. So it's not – some people seem to misunderstand it. Somebody tweeted at me that they thought that this meant it was one and a half years and then out of jail. It's six, it's six and a half years, although you can you can get about 10% off for good time, whatever that means, if she doesn't have any violations. But she, it's not like the state system where you could get like half off. Right, 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 right. It's a good, it's a good six years. Um, whether it will be in a minimum security facility, I don't know. Her lawyer was pushing for that. Yeah, they were pushing for Brian, the Brian, Texas facility that Elizabeth Holmes is at. Um, I mean, oh, from so from what I understand, the judge did allow her to serve time in Texas. He just didn't specify that she can go to the he Brian. Recommend it's, it's this whole kind of it's a kind of a separation of powers issue. Like they don't the judicial branch doesn't run the prisons; it's the executive branch. So he rec- he just said he won't recommend a particular facility because he'll recommend the region that Texas is in. I'm sure that pre, the Priya Chattery, the lawyer, will will push. I didn't know it, was, so that's you have two. You can have two fraudsters for a long time, getting their uh, getting their their stuff together. You know, uh, uh, fake blood machines, and, uh, right? And the, the elderly. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I loved the so we were able to get the judges kind of like sass and sarcasm based off of the tweets that you were putting out. But I mean. Were you cracking up in the court listening yeah, to some absolutely. of his clapbacks? Yeah, absolutely. At- when he would cut in, when he would, I'm sorry if I just cut you off, but he would cut the lawyer, he would cut particularly Jen Shaw's lawyer off and say, wait a second, you know, because she would say something. She didn't, when she, when, when she spoke, she, he let her spoke. And I think that's kind of the, the, the custom. It's like a, a, a defendant can say whatever they want. I was actually, I think I missed some, somebody quoted Gandhi, and I, and I, I wasn't able to fa- quote fast enough. I thought there were a lot of clunkers in both her lawyers and in her statement that she's, you know, volunteering for racial justice and she's turned her life around. I mean, I think it was really graphic. The 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 the, the, the prosecutor's presentation didn't begin to to really convey how sleazy this this uh, scheme was. 
you know, it wasn't a sort of a, it really seems to me, having looked at the case pretty closely, it wasn't like, you know, they were selling something. I think it was even didn't in Elizabeth Holmes. I think in Elizabeth Holmes case, you can, you could say she had a, she had a noble ideal of this machine. She should have known that it didn't work. She started lying that it did work, but she was trying to fake it until you make it. Priya Chowdhury tried to say that Jen Shaw was, was faking it until she made it in terms of this telemarketing, but there was never anything behind it. They weren't selling anything. There wasn't even a claim. Yeah, she was she never making it. There was nothing to make. People rich in their retirement. It was just to drain their accounts because why not? You know? One of my favorite parts is when um, her team was basically saying that um, it was the victim statements that really hit her hard and not the evidence, not the 300 page packet of evidence against her. But I'm just like, but in the 300 page packet evidence that the U.S. provided against her, they have text messages where she's acknowledging to her team that these elderly people are asking for their money back because they feel like they've been, you know, the victim of a fraud scheme. And she there's text messages and she. She's like, is this lady done crying yet? Can we move forward? Reyes, have you lost your touch with the ladies? Do you make her love you? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this issue. This issue of chargebacks has come up. I covered a case here about somebody that jumped a gun and tried to run an online marijuana delivery service before it was legal in any state. And they had the same problem with chargebacks. Like a bank, it seems like if if you're using a bank to do a fraud, they have some they have a, a some kind of a red flag system where if you get a certain percentage of chargebacks, they look into you more closely. So they're always trying to con, con people out of bill charge. You know, they might even like refund the money outside of them trying to get it back from the credit card custom company because if you hit certain targets of chargebacks, you 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 go on a red flag list. So that was that so exactly the, the idea that she didn't know what was being done was described not only by the prosecutor but also by Judge Stein as ludicrous. Like. It didn't make any sense. It didn't. It's a nice story to say, like, right. she, you know, she had no idea. And, that, and as soon as she saw the victim's statement, she she pled guilty. But she was the one that for, was for ten years saying, "Let's do it," you know, like, "Let's do it," and account, let's, "Let's tweak it to keep it going." Because every time yeah. the FTC would crack down on her, there was always another tweak. Let's move the accounts over to Kosovo. Let's open up a bank account in my aunt's name, you know. So. For those of you that are just tuning in right now, we are live with Matthew Russell Lee from Inner City Press. He's a lot of the memes that are going around and a lot of the quotes that are going around from live in the courthouse. That was from from Matthew. He's live on the phone with us right now in response to Jen Shaw's prison sentencing. She will be serving six and a half years in federal prison, five years supervised release. And then February 17th, starting February 17th, people who were secreting me and asking, they didn't, this, it could have been done, but I, no one really expected. I have seen cases where at sentencing, the marshals are there to take you into custody, but that didn't happen. And I think it probably, it probably shouldn't have been expected. One issue that we haven't discussed and maybe I'm more, I'm I literally like about, I guess I'll put it this way. About two weeks before sentencing, I saw her sentencing submission and I was pretty outraged because I, you know, you always have some redactions where they black out the name. Oh, like, yeah. Minor child or somebody's home address. But she blacked out like half of her own statement. It wasn't it wasn't anyone else's information. It wasn't addresses. It wasn't even health information. It's like she was trying to make I really can't wait to see it. And I think on Monday, which is a shame because people won't I'm going to continue on it. But I don't know if people will be as into it. But the judge identified I ended up doing two filings to the court. He addressed it early in the proceeding and said, you know, I, these cannot be withdrawn. They must be released with certain exceptions. Now they have to, because because of the way she set it up, so it was only decided on the day of sentencing, there's going to be a delay as they like 
go back to it and only take out the home addresses and and, and names of minor children. But I'm, I can't. I, I believe if they were trying to redact that, it's going to be even more embarrassing than what was said in court today, which was pretty embarrassing when she was talking. She had. I mean, I wish I knew how to spell some of the Hawaiian words. She was. She was totally playing this card that like she comes from a culture that respects elders. And, and that maybe I'm sure that's true of the culture. Right, right, right. The idea just not of her. Somehow, like she should get a lesser sentence, right? Because she's using, you know, these Polynesian. It's just ridiculous. You know, I, I have. I do admit that there were some. I was. I couldn't believe some of the statements made, but that's showbiz, as they say. You know? Right. And so, uh, give us an update. So you are. So in the brief that she submitted, which was the 55 pages, which we broke down yeah. here on this show, she, there were a lot of pieces that were redacted, like literally pages and paragraphs yeah, that were just exactly. completely blacked out. It's so you're fighting. Statement. I couldn't believe it. It said something like, and then, and then something. You know, it's like. I've never seen that. I want to say that I would not have filed. You know, I don't. There's a lot of cases going on here. I would not have taken the time to file to the code if it was even a close call. But it just they went totally overboard, you know. And it's just and then the judge ordered them to respond. And instead of I expected them them to then you know unredact some, keep some, we disagree, and it would be done. Instead, they doubled down and said it's so sensitive that if you order it released, we're going to withdraw it. So then my response was like, you can't withdraw it. You've already, You've already submitted it. Right. You already asked the judge to read it. The judge has already read it. So you can't unring that bell. Basically, the whole purpose of this these court transparency, you know, case law and statutes are so that the people can understand why a judge reaches the decision that they do, right? I don't have a – there's no Freedom of Information Act about Jen Shaw. She's right. not the government. But once you tell a judge, give me three years instead of ten – for this reason, we have a right to know the reason. Because even if you withdraw it, if the judge gives you six and a half, we want to know what you said, you know? No, I so that's the, I agree. And so that's what you're fighting right now, and hopefully we'll have yeah. an update on that by next week. But you're fighting to have those redactions removed so that we can see what was actually filed. I mean, and it totally, just kind of yeah. seems a little just, silly. Just, Why I'm so gonna, much? I'm going to go kind of be, uh, beyond the role of Real Housewives. The same fight is arising here in the Sam Bankman-Fried uh, FTX crypto thing where he's trying to keep the identities of people that are signing to get him kept out on bond secret. So it's not limited to, to, to this case or any other case. It's just, a, it's like a general principle that court, what happens in court is public. You can't like privatize the court. Right. I mean, what a, what a day. I know it's been an eventful day for you, so I don't want to keep you too long, sure. but what would you say? I, just so I, I'm actually yet to, that's the funny thing. Like you do the, now I've got to like turn those tweets into a story, but I, other, I've seen that other people have already used them for that, but I'm still going to do, I'm going to do kind of an analysis piece, put some on Patreon, some on the website and just, and then I'll be done with it. And I can go back to like, yeah, you know, somebody, the, the sad thing here is that, I mean, not sad, they're, they're real crimes, but I've seen people not really violent, but if they're involved in selling crack and somebody in the gang has a gun, they're going to get 10 years, 10 yeah. years. And I'm not saying that it's a good thing that they did, but they hurt fewer people and if, in, if they didn't use the gun, I believe, than Jen Shaw did. And it's sort of yeah. – something's out of whack with like – that's a mandatory minimum. Here, the real, there was a guideline, but even the judge said – and I think I respect Judge Stein. He's right that there's a lot of cases saying that the guidelines for fraud are too high. So the guideline was like 135 to 160. The government wanted 120. She got, you know, 78, six and a half years. But I still, maybe the problem is people, hey, look, if you, I, I believe if you use violence against somebody, you should get a long sentence. Right. But if you didn't, and, and, and it's really a matter of kind of like conspiracy law, somebody in your gang had a gun. I don't think you should get 10 years automatically. It doesn't, it doesn't seem that fair to me, but that's just me. <laughs> I agree. 
Thank you so much, Matthew. Um, what a what a wild day. Um, I can't, but we'll, we'll see what happens next. I don't. With Jen Shaw, you never know if things are going to go seriously. Through, you you know? never know. She can't really appeal, you know, because the sentence is lower than her guideline. Yeah. So I don't. I don't anticipate any appeal, but you never know if she's going to file. I, I think the judge is pretty pissed at her, and I think if she. If she makes any move like free Jen Shaw and selling coffee cups or T-shirts or whatever, she's going to be back here. So, oh my you know, God. Yeah. keep your lines open. <laughs> I definitely will. All right. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for, for your briefing, and I'll make sure we okay. share it here on the show, too, once it's out. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Glad, glad to speak with you. Thanks. Bye. That was Matthew Russell Lee from Inner City Press. A lot of the Bravo accounts that you're seeing share some of the the quotes from Live in the Courthouse. That was Matthew. He was tweeting live, um, and he he is here to or well he was here to break it all down. So to catch everybody up, Jen Shaw has been sentenced to six and a half years in federal prison. She will likely be serving at the Bryan, Texas facility. It's a minimum security. Uh, prison facility. That's where Elizabeth Holmes is serving her time. Jen Shaw was not taken into custody as Matthew revealed at the top of this live. She walked out, did not talk to any press, got into a black uh, a black SUV and headed on out. She does not have to turn herself in until February 17th. So she has just a little over a month to kind of get her affairs in order and make sure she's ready for, for the big house. Um, she also has to pay. So as we know, there was 6.6 seized or 6.5 seized in assets that the feds took that they are trying to liquidate to pay some of that restitution. In addition to that, she will have to pay 6.6 million in cash to pay back some of her victims and to pay the restitution that is now owed. So she has a $6.6 million tab that is still owed on top of her 6.5 years in prison on top of five years supervised release. So hefty, hefty, hefty. Um, I'm actually going to text Emily D. Baker and see if she has a sec. Do you have a sec to call into our live phone into our live stream just got off with inner city inner city press would love your brief live reaction Boom. Just text Emily. Hopefully she'll be able to call in. I should have texted her before. It's been a busy day, guys. Um, I've been slammed with updating on Twitter, updating on Instagram. I just taped the Morally Corrupt podcast with the Ringer Reality TV podcast. We taped that, so that should be dropping very shortly. So you can go on Spotify and listen to the Ringer Reality TV podcast. A new episode of Morally Corrupt is out today. We break it all down. What is your reaction? Do you think Jen Shaw? Obviously, we know that she was originally charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The money laundering charge did seem pretty legit considering all the shell companies that she had open and how she was moving a lot of the money around, even moving money over to Kosovo. That charge was ultimately dropped when she took her plea agreement that together she was facing a maximum of 50 years in prison. She took a plea deal in July of 2022, right ahead of her trial. She said, nah, Judge JK, I'm guilty um, and I want to take a plea deal. So they brought her sentencing down to a maximum of 14 years for conspiracy to commit wire fraud. And she admitted to being the ringleader of this entire business opportunity scheme, which is how it's been described by the government. So 
She now had her her sentencing date, which was today. It was a couple of hours long. We are reacting live. Um, again, I am hoping to get Emily D. Baker on the phone. She might not. She's probably swamped just like I am. Um, but at least we got to chat with Matthew and, and have, you know, have a little bit of fun with that. But so when the when she submitted her briefing, she said, I'm great. I'm amazing. I'm, I'm a pillar of the community. I help all the homeless and the toothless. And I should not have I should not serve this time judge I should only serve three years because other people were worse and the government was like no other people were not worse you're number one in this entire scheme there are about 30 people that have been arrested some of them have been um some of them I believe are going to trial to fight it and some of them have already been sentenced to prison um Emily D Baker where are you streaming I can call or jump in StreamYard for a few oh um maybe we can get Emily on StreamYard let's see um I'm going to invite uh all right guys looks like we might get Emily D Baker live on the live stream um this is awesome Emily okay um just emailed you on the just emailed you the stream link yay um okay so it looks like emily d baker will be calling in live and at with emily d baker boom okay well then Okay, so Emily D. Baker is going to be calling in. I listened to Emily all night. Yay. Um, okay, so she's going to be calling in momentarily, and we'll have Emily chat with us. Um, but yeah, so government wanted to give Jen 10 years, which is below the 14-year number. She wanted three years. Ultimately, she got six and a half years. It is crazy. I mean, if you look at how she showed up, she was like, she rolled up looking glammed out, you guys. Like, she was just, like, not going to come in modestly at all. She was channeling her inner Teresa Judice, rocking all her leopard print. Let's see. We have a photo of her from NBC. Here's Jen Shaw. She had her leopard print clutch. She has her leopard print scarf on. She also had some leopard print pumps that she was rocking. Um, this does kind of look like it might be a knockoff YSL uh, handbag interesting. Um, I mean, we know that she's the queen of knockoffs, but she was also spotted yesterday. Um, we spotted her at the Salt Lake City International Airport. Let's pull up that photo of Jen at the airport. And she was basically um, also keeping the glam going. Like she, there is no shame in her game. A lot of people are like, yes, mother, mother is serving. And they were like, oh, Jen Shaw, she's still, she looks so good and she looks so hot. And I was like, I don't know if this is how I would be showing up to the airport. So we can see Jen Shaw here. She has her hair done, full blowout, sleek black look. She was rocking a Chanel bag, unclear whether the bag was real or not real. It doesn't matter how many Chanel bags you borrow. You will never be a lady, as the morally corrupt Faye Resnick once said. And then and she has her boots. And if you look at these boots carefully, these boots, they're um, cheetah print boots, long cheetah print boots, which, again, just an interesting choice to wear to the airport to go to New York for your prison sentencing. They're the same boots she was wearing when she was arrested back in March 2021. So, um, 
interesting decision to wear the same. Maybe they were her lucky boots. She did not wear them to court today. She wore some some TJ Maxx cheetah print heels. Um, not the boots, which was a bit of a bummer because I would have loved to have put a montage together of like Jen heading to the airport in the boots. Jen heading from her arrest in the boots. Jen getting ready for prison in her boots. But who knows? Maybe she'll wear her lucky boots when she has to turn herself in on February 17th. The judge was very funny, though. He was clapping back and he was not taking any of the BS that Jen's attorneys were trying to spew. He was one. He was very clear that he doesn't want her to profit off of it. He said, I'm concerned, Mishra. You said that your manager is here. If you intend to profit from this procedure, there should be no intention to profit from this crime, which basically said, don't write a book. Don't do a documentary. I don't want to do this. Is there anywhere to see the live trial? No, it wasn't a trial. It was a sentencing hearing. It was not broadcast anywhere. So no, there is no way to actually see it. Um, in response to claims from Jen's attorney that not all of her business was bad, but some of it was actually kind of good. The judge said, these are just some of my favorite quotes from the judge. He said, what's good he said, what good things were telemarketers doing, calling elderly people, taking advantage of their lack of computer skills, selling business opportunities, and maxing out their credit cards? I mean, my God, the judge with the sass today, here to bring some additional sass, we have the one and only Emily D. Baker live in the stream today. Em, how are you? What is I'm your reaction to all of this? How are you? Uh-oh. I'm going to, I'm going to echo. Let me make sure I'm not echoing. You're not echoing. Not on my okay, end. Good. How are you? I'm great. You're making me put on my headphones now. How are you? How, what is your reaction to this wild, um, wild, wild sentencing day? I mean, it definitely seems there's a weird vibe with today. There's like some people who are sad. There's, you know, Heather Gay just being like, eh, we're, we're still, we're still ride or die. And then there's people who are just like celebrating. At the end of the day, six and a half years in federal prison is a long time um, for someone who's never been in custody. She's going to miss a lot of milestones with her kids. And it's consistent with what other defendants have gotten in this case. Federal judges tend to sentence nonviolent crimes lower than what you see with violent crimes. So it's not it's not a shock to me that we're in that six to eight years range. I was thinking possibly closer to eight, but she agreed to the highest restitution of all of the defendants. They've yes. had a substantial forfeiture. So it makes, it makes sense. Like it, 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 I understand how we got here, but the judge was not having any patience. I thought the judge kind of let loose a little bit more than I anticipated. And that was interesting to me. I looked into the judge a little bit before, um, and he seemed mm -hmm. to be a little lighter on white collar crimes and and, and different fraud cases that he's this seen is before. Typical across the federal bench. This is very typical across the federal bench. Yes, and so I was. I actually enjoyed. I heard. I was reading some of the reviews of him online from other attorneys that have gone before him, and they said that you know he's very pompous. He doesn't take any BS, but he really was not taking any BS. He's like, "Why is your manager here in court right now?" He's like, "What is like." Well is the merch off the website? Let's get to the facts. Is the merch off the website? Like he was offended. He read the government's receipts. He was talking about her text messages. Yes. Okay. So one of the big questions that people is people are asking is, can she get out early? So my understanding is a federal sentence, you have to serve a, a, a minimum of 85%. But I do know there are certain things like if she has a substance abuse issue and she, you know, seeks uh, counseling for that, that they can knock some time off. What are you, do you think she'll end up serving the full six and a half years? 
she won't end up serving the full six and a half years. She will end up serving a substantial portion of it. But everything that you said is accurate, Zach. It's generally around 85%, which, you know, in California, if you got sentenced to six and a half years, you might serve like seven months. So state system lets people out for overcrowding. It has a different calculation of how much time you get for like, it's like interest on time you serve. Like you give a day, you get two back or whatever. It's a whole different calculation. The federal system tends to keep people in for a much larger portion of their sentence, which is another reason why you see sentences that seem lower in years, but higher in actual time served. So there is that. But yes, there are programs that she can participate in that she might choose to do that will um, allow her to be out a little bit earlier. Either way, I imagine for her, once we get past the three-year mark, because there's there's nothing that's going to knock this in half once you get into three and four years, I imagine that that's going to still feel like a substantial amount of time to her. That's three and four years without a skincare routine, without being able to really hug your kids the way you're used to, yeah. without going to family events and milestones. And we saw how much that impacted Teresa, and she served substantially less time. So I know there's a, a feeling of frustration that like this could have been more time. She did so much damage. Yes, it could, but it also... The the system is meant to to not just protect the community. Like, is she ever going to do this again? No. Everybody knows who she is. It, it doesn't seem possible that she would continue to commit more crime. Um, and and then to rehabilitate and to punish. It's not just for retribution. So that is what the judge has to balance. And this is not the worst thing this judge has ever seen. It's just it's not going to be on the scale of crimes this judge sentences and. This judge has seen all of these cases. Yeah. So this judge has sentenced all of these co-defendants. What I'm most interested for is what Stuart Smith is going to get. Yes. And he right? he doesn't have a sentencing date, date yet, correct? No. No, I still think he's having a chitty chitty chat chat with the AUSAs. I don't think Stuart is done with his uh, cooperation with law enforcement. And that is my speculation based on the fact that we had that extra defendant pop up. Um, so... What did you think of the government at the last minute adding in the police report and the restraining order against Jen with this woman that is um, the wife of a man that she was claiming was sleeping with or had some sort of entanglement with Jen Shaw? Look, we know from the Internet that lawyers can be petty, right? Like, let's not let's let's not mince words. Lawyers can be petty. Um, I wonder if this is an outcropping of their annoyance with this season. This is my speculation. Mm -hmm. But also, Jen painted this portrait like the beginning of her biography in her sentencing memorandum of a pampered princess in Hawaii who was ripped out of the loving arms of her family and thrown into the snow naked in Utah where they scorned her. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that the government's like, Oh, she's a devoted wife and mother. Well, actually, this is what we've received. They interviewed this individual. They provided the letter that this person sent them unsolicited. If you don't think that if you're getting sentenced to federal prison that the people who don't like you will not call the attorneys and tell them immediately, I have received those calls. They will tell Everything, everything about your business to the prosecutors. They're like, you want to know what I know? Let me tell you what I know. And the prosecutors will diligently follow up on that and have it interviewed. And there was a police report and a temporary restraining order to back it up. That said, 
temporary restraining orders are not difficult to get. It's the person going in and saying this stuff happened and the court going, okay. And then you have to follow it up with a more thorough hearing or not. So that's, it, it backs up the person's story and they were interviewed and the judge has a right to consider that. I don't think the judge did. I think the judge yeah. considered the text messages and Jen's own words and used those against her more. But those were bad. It was a little, it was a little sassy. It was a little sassy. And I think the government maybe wasn't thrilled with Jen's professing her innocence in an entire season. So when people ask me, can what she say on Housewives come back to bite her in the ass? Is the judge going to sentence her higher because of Housewives? No. We saw the, Jen's, the judge say, I'm not taking this into consideration. Yeah. But does it put the prosecution in the, the category of annoyance? Absolutely. And now this allegation is out there. Her attorneys say that this is absolutely untrue. The woman is suffering from PTSD and has retracted the story. But um, it's still out there now. More information about Jen Shaw is out there and more is coming out because they're going to they're going to get rid of a lot of those redactions in that sentence. I know. We were just chatting with Matthew from Inner City Press, and he's like, I was hoping to get an answer today, but he's he said there'll likely be an update on that next week. Because how common is it to have pages and paragraphs just completely blacked not. out? It's not. And I understand redacting out her minor son's name, but also it's not as if that information's not out there because of the TV show, you on know? TV, it's just, yeah. It's it. I get it. Redacting out addresses and birth dates. I get it. That that makes sense. But redacting out these large swaths of life events, and then for the for Jen's attorney to say, "Look, if you're going to unseal this, we're withdrawing Jen's own statement." Come on. I don't know if the court's going to allow that. No, because it's already been filed and it's already been presented to the judge. Yep, and considered. So it's. It's an interesting thing. I think Matthew from Inner City Press has done incredible work. I don't know if he sleeps um, ever, but he has done incredible work. He's asking for unsealing in the bankruptcies with regard to FTX. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's a team of one or or fifty. I can't tell the difference because he is doing so much work. I think he's a team of one, and he's killing it. The fact that he still takes acting my like calls. a team of fifty. Yeah, acting like a team of fifty. Um, thank you, Em, for 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 calling in and breaking this all down for us. People are asking about the IRS and what's gonna what is gonna happen with that. Are they gonna come down on Jen? Because your audience is so smart, because you informed them really well. That's why um, I have my Harvard sweater on today. I love it. You're like we're we're here. Um, legally legally curious. Yes. Here's the thing. The feds made it very clear that there are hundreds of thousands of dollars of unreported income. The feds said she did not report it. So yes, the IRS will come knocking. Whether that will be a a criminal enforcement action where they will charge her with tax evasion or whether they will just go after the money, Jen's money is not going to be her own for a very, very long time because that debt isn't going anywhere and can't go anywhere. The uh, look. If you trust in anything is that the IRS will get their cash. Like, hey, you better have my money. That's that's the IRS's Bitch, whole Bitch, but I have my money. Pay hey, me what you owe me. <laughs> you got my money. That's the IRS's theme song. They're going to come find your money. And they just, they just added like 87,000 new enforcement officers, probably because the federal government is like, we need some cash. Where can we get it from? The IRS will go find it for us. So this is easy pickings for them. And I... Have we talked about this? I worked in the AUSA's tax fraud office when I was in law school. So, because ah. I'm a nerd, because I'm a nerd. 
So uh -huh. when I was when I was doing my my summer work, I worked in the tax division and worked with the IRS enforcement agents. Most of their enforcement actions come from tips, tips from other government agencies, tips from exes, ex-business partners, ex-lovers, ex-spouses. People will call the IRS on you so fucking fast. Wow. <laughs> but they don't, everybody's like, oh, they're gonna catch an anomaly in my, in my, in my taxes. That's not generally how it works. It is a lot of tips and they go after a lot of money. Um, so when it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're absolutely going to do something, whether it's another crime, maybe not, but they will go after the money. So yeah, the IRS, the IRS will knock. The IRS is gonna knock for the Girardis as well. Um, because yeah. it's very clear that Tom Girardi was doing some creative things with the taxes and perhaps the CFO was helping with those creative things. Creative on the things is like Heather Gay describing Jen Shaw's business is unsavory. Oh my God. Business, business. But it, it feels like Heather Gay was like, well, it's like Unikitty being like business, 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 business. Is it working? And the, the whole thing with the black eye, Zach, I can't, we could talk about Wait, this forever. Do you know what happened to the black eye? No. But she hid it on a faucet in her bathroom. She literally hit, or that's what she's, that's kind of the story What's that she's saying now that, well, no, that's what she's, she, apparently she said it on camera. Um, apparently she said it on camera and it was edited out of the show. So I'm assuming we're likely going to get the story so at the reunion. Rude. You can't edit it out of the show. And she's like, oh, I've got scratches and I've got scratches. Which if you pay attention to the episode, she has the scratches earlier in the night. Go rewatch the episode. The scratches are there when she's taking her her tits out and laying on the oh, on the bed. Well, if you're like if you're drunk and doing all this yeah. with your fake nails, I can see it. Um, but to to I don't know. Whenever we're like playing up assault for a storyline, it yeah. doesn't sit well with me, especially when we're implying did Jen punch her in the eye? Because we can see that happening. Did they? headbutt each other while they were naked wrestling or did she get assaulted by Whitney and then for Bravo production to come in with the like rattling handle y'all know what you did Bravo well because they knew there wasn't enough content no one was talking about Jen Shaw's trial until Dana Banana comes in and, and come swinging mm, that's true that's true it's just I don't know it's it's it was difficult for me but I'm not surprised I mean it she clearly hit her eye with something yeah. I mean Everybody who watched the Amber Heard trial is like, see, that's what a black eye looks like. <laughs> it's not something you can hide when you go on, what was it, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, it, um, uh, or, no, uh, uh, James, James Corden. Corden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the swelling doesn't just go away. I mean, the, your face swells quite, anyway, I could talk about this forever. Zach, it's so good to see you. Thank Do you. Do we have um, any other questions? I don't want to keep you forever. Um, I think there was just one other question that came up that I had, and that's what was the difference between, because when they listed out all the co-defendants, they had tier A, and then they had tiers one through four. What's the difference between tier A and tier one? And why do you think Jen was listed as the very tippity top? The tip of the spear. So tier one through four was listed in the previous prosecutions. This is the third round of defendants. So the Ketabachi cases were going on before these and wrapped up before these cases started. So when these cases came to fruition, the government said, and they said this early on in that arraignment hearing where the government said, these are the most culpable defendants of all of this. It's like the government was working their way up the food chain in how this um, fraud scheme was working. So when they already had people in tier one, they needed to designate people that were more responsible for this. 
and more uh, involved in this than tier one. So they put the responsibility and culpability of these defendants above tier one. So in tier one, we see Ketabachi, who's the named defendant in the last prosecution, getting 87 months. And then we see these higher tier defendants paying more in restitution, but then getting 78 months. And that's part of the balance that the, the court does. And I did a lot of white collar crimes and financial crimes. No amount of custody time for Jen Shaw fixes the damage that was done, and it never will. Restitution money is never going to be enough to go around to fix the damaged credit scores, the paying right. back potentially thousands of dollars of interest on maxed out credit cards. It doesn't undo that damage. And I don't know if it will make um, the victims feel any better. It normally feels a little hollow. It's like, okay, so she's taken out of her life. Yeah. She's not there with her kids. What good does this just do anybody? And I saw a great question in the chat from Aaron D saying, do you think Jen Shaw will appeal? Jen Shaw can only appeal the sentence. This sentence is fair. They set the sentencing range up to 14 years. This is really right in the middle there. So a little lower than the middle. So there's not much to appeal. And I think it would be a waste of her money. She has so much money um, owed in restitution and the IRS is going to come for it. I think it would be futile. She can't appeal her guilty plea, right. only the sentence. Right. And she has six, six 6.6 million owed in restitution. And mm -hmm. I like how they outed that Coach Shaw makes 600,000 per year. They're like, so they have money. They can, yeah. they yeah. can start to pay. And they're, and they're married. And I, they also, I mean, they outed all her handbags, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, all of mess. talk about mess. I mean, it's mess and there's nothing they can do with, with those handbags, but they're going to go after all of her property. The thing is, Jen Shaw, like so many defendants in large-scale frauds, moved everything through in cash like it was a river. There's nothing tangible to take. The cars are leased. The home is leased. At least there's nothing tangible to take that the government has found at this point. And when you see offshore accounts and allegations of money laundering, there's always a question as to where the rest of this goes. But also, Zach, I got a question for you. Yes. Late the fraud now. scheme started in 2012. Mm -hmm. Coach Shaw left Big Law in 2012. Is that a coincidence? I don't. I mean, listen, I think Jen Shaw is full of coinky dinks. Um, I don't think that any of the... Listen, when you followed the the 2012 to 2021, it seemed like we were constantly, you know, constantly trying to keep the fraud going. I'm, I actually have a question back to you. I, I think that the timing of that to respond to your question is very convenient. There was a text message that was from Jen Shaw to Stuart Smith in regards to his 2018 deposition that he had to give to the FTC where the she says- The one guilty to perjury for? Yes. That one? Yes, mm -hmm. where he admitted to lying to the FTC. Um, mm -hmm. So where in, there was a text message where Jen says, if there's a question that we are uncertain of, we can ask Sharif. How incriminating is that for Sharif? Um, incriminating in the court of public opinion, substantially. Incriminating in whether he will ever be charged in anything, whether this will impact a law license or anything. No, because he's not practicing law at this time. But in the court of public opinion, do I now want to know why everybody's like, well, we now we have more evidence that Coach Shaw knew what Jen was up to than we have that Erica Girardi knew what Tom Girardi was up to. That's not to excuse the behavior. Right. I'm just saying we have more evidence that Coach Shaw knew and it, it was at some point involved in advising his wife about the FTC. They lied to federal regulators and didn't stop. They just got sneakier. And that is really 
telling because if Jen Shaw was like, whoopsie doodle, I just, I didn't realize this was not like actually fine business practices. When the FTC comes knocking and everyone gets arrested, you stop then. But no, they're just like, how can we run this for longer? Oh, let's, let's run it offshore and run this forever. So she was, she doubled right down and was like, mama needs a brand new bag. Let's get it. Let's put on the headphone and take some money from some people. I mean, at least make it a real bag. <laughs> Thank you so Maybe much. Maybe all the money went to the diamond encrusted headpiece she was using to sweet talk victims I who mean, she said she never talked to. Right. Why do you need the headpiece then, Jen? I need a diamond encrusted microphone. Uh, microphone. Maybe we need to do it. We need to do it up a little. I like <laughs> the. I like my bedazzled. Um. My 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 coffee. What are the co coffee? Mm -hmm. What are the ones? The law nerd one that you sent me. Yes. Yes. What are, what are the Tumblr? Your Tumblr. Yeah. Tumblr. I've Tumblr. Got... Yes. I also have if my gavel. Up, though, with, if you fill this up with with um, with Zach's wine, you won't survive. Oh, I'm no. Just you won't you. survive. You can't wine in this Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I have my gavel that I use all the time, too. It's on my bar, but I always have the gavel that I'm using. Uh, my Emily D. Baker gavel. Yes. When we're, we're I'm making some new ones. I will make bar. sure to send you one. It's such a pleasure, Zach. It's been way too long. We've yes. been too busy. I know. I'm so excited watching everything that you're covering. And I love that you're diving into like Harry and Megan and all of oh, it. Oh, we're diving into all of it. All right. I know you're busy. I know you have probably live streams and podcasts ahead. So everyone go and give Emily a follow. My day is ridiculous when I'm looking at my calendar with going, and you message me at the perfect time. It's like, do you have a moment? I'm like, literally, this is the only one I have until like <laughs> later tonight. So I'm so glad it worked out. I love it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Good to see you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Okay, guys, what questions do you have? Did, didn't Coach Shaw sign the tax returns? Yes, he did. He's likely going to be culpable for those as well. Um, for those of you that are just watching, we chatted with Emily D. Baker, and we chatted with Matthew Russell Lee from Inner City Press. I also did just hit up Justin Paperni, and I'm like, hey, do you have a minute to chat? Because, like, Maybe he does. Um, so we'll see if he calls in as well. I promised you guys I would have quite a show with some great guests coming on. We had Inner City Press's Matthew Russell Lee. He's the one that's been live tweeting from the courthouse. He was watching this all go down before Jen went in, after Jen came out. He said that she didn't say anything to the press. She hopped into her black SUV and went on her merry way. She has until... Uh, February 17th to turn herself in to begin serving her six and a half year prison sentence. It's unlikely that she'll end up serving the full amount of six and a half years. Obviously, there are other stipulations um, or programs that she can take advantage of that can knock some time off. We will have to wait and see where this goes. Thank you, Storm, for the reminder. Everybody, please hit the like button if you've been enjoying this. There will be lots more to come. This, If you missed the live stream or you came in late at any point, the rebroadcast will be available on the podcast. So you can always go and subscribe to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Um, but yeah. What other questions, thoughts, feelings, reactions do you guys have? I was also on the Ring of Reality TV's Morally Corrupt podcast, so stay tuned for that. That'll be dropping later today as well. I chatted with those ladies, with my girls over at the Ringer at Spotify, so we chatted about it as well. Um, yeah, let me know. What are your reactions? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What are your vibes? The judge was very sassy. He was not putting up with any of Jen Shaw's bullshit. Oof. 
One at a time, one at a time, one at a time. I loved her glam outfit that she came rolling up in. She had hair freshly blown out. She was in um, camel tones, I guess is what we would describe those. It's a very Meghan Markle style. Um, the camel tones. <laughs> Hit the like button, everyone. Yes, thank you, artists. Um, has anyone seen any statements yet made by the other housewives? Have they made statements? Let's actually check that live. Let's see. Um... Let's check. Let's see if Heather Gay has said anything. Uh, very unlikely. I wonder if Heather Gay's blocked me. I think Heather Gay may have blocked me on Instagram. Did she? I got blocked, didn't I? Yeah. Wow. Heather Gay blocked me on Instagram. I mean, understandably, I definitely did not make her look good in that video that I posted from Watch Rappin's Live. Wow. Heather Gay blocked me on Instagram. So, guys, check her. Um, Meredith Marks did not block me. Is she still following me though? Oh, Meredith Marks is still following. I like Meredith. I don't have an issue with Meredith necessarily. Um, I'm, I have been a little disappointed that she has stuck by. It doesn't look like she said anything. Let's see. Have you guys seen any of the statements? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not from the U.S. Can you explain six and a half years in federal prison plus five years supervised release? Um, I mean, you serve six and a half years in prison. She's likely going to be serving at the Bryan, Texas facility that Elizabeth Holmes is serving at. Six and a half years. Five years is basically like probation. So after her six and a half years, she'll have five years where she'll have to be following nothing from Heather. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. They go straight to jail or does she go later? She has to turn herself in by February 17th. So she has about, what, five, six weeks until she has to actually serve her time. Um, the five years is basically probation afterwards. But there is a lot like you do still have, you know, it's a strict probation. It's a strict federal probation, essentially. Did she think that there would be a red carpet with the step and repeat welcome? I mean, I don't know what she thought. She definitely came glammed up. She had her security guards. They were both wearing matching. I think it was like blue or purple ties. So she was like, let's make sure they're coordinated and they look cute. Her camel outfit. She had her cheetah print little pumps on, heels on. Um, she had her cheetah print scarf, a silk scarf. And then she had her cheetah print little clutch which you can see photographed here. We have the clutch there. She was looking She was looking very fly. I'll give her that. She was definitely channeling her inner jersey, probably wanting to channel um, Teresa Judice. Her Heather is plugging her own book and no statement. Yeah, of course not. I'm late, cute sweater, Zach. Thank you. It is my Harvard sweater. It says what? Like it's hard? Okay, well, then that's all I've got for you guys. We broke down all of the sentencing. I mean, the craziest thing that came out this week as well was the alleged affair that Jen was having with a married man. The government released new evidence. I believe it was, what, Wednesday? They submitted a, a police report. They submitted, which I briefly talked about with Emily D. Baker, but I, I realized we didn't actually cover it on the podcast. But there was a police report. There was a um, restraining order, and there was a statement from this woman who claims that she thought that Jen was sleeping with her husband. So she sent screenshots to Coach Shaw. When Jen Shaw found out, she confronted the woman, and then she drove all the way to Nevada and showed up at the woman's house. That's when the police were called. It got a little spicy with that altercation, but Jen Shaw was like, I am not having this. I am not having this. Do you think she'll do another YouTube interview now to explain her side of things before she goes to prison? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, but at this point, I'm so over the fucking YouTube interviews. They've told us nothing. She's consistently lied. Jen Shaw is a known, proven liar. What is her truth? 
Her truth is that she's guilty and she conned elderly people. That is her truth. I don't give a fuck about another YouTube live stream that's going to go and tell us absolutely nothing but try to make her look like a good person. On behalf of all the gays that she claims to represent, we don't know her. Don't get me started. Now you're getting me fired up. Um, I hope Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City is canceled before she gets out. I don't foresee it going any longer. That was a great live, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, Zach Pack. Thank you, Aaron D. Did we did they already seize her real handbags and clothes? Yeah, all of that's already been seized. Um, they have that. I believe they that brought them just over six mil, six and a half mil, and she still owes an additional six point six million in restitution that she will have to pay back on top of whatever the IRS is gonna come after her for. So she has a big bill. A lot of prison time she's going to have to serve. It's not going to be pretty. It is not going to be pretty. Zach, can you explain the med thing? What med thing? Oh, um, she said, I believe you're referring to the fact that in court she said, I am now on meds. And so she is claiming that that is what helped her kind of see things clearly. I can see clearly now the meds have hit. So she's basically um, claiming, she's claiming like uh, mental health issues, which... I'm sure she thinks will help her get um, get a little time knocked off her prison sentence. Unlikely, but possibly. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Okay, no word from Justin Paperni. He's likely busy. I was pr- pretty confident he was going to be busy today. So I'm not surprised that he's not available. Um, okay. All right, guys. Well, that, that's all I have for you. I hope you guys enjoyed the live stream. More Real Housewives celebrity legal scandals will continue to be covered on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. The podcast is called Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. So you can tune in, subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. I also do recaps for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. So if you like reality TV recaps, head on over to the Ringer Reality TV podcast on Spotify and subscribe. It is free. The podcast is free on all podcast platforms. Again, that's hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. You have the YouTube here. Hit the like button. Be sure to subscribe on your way out. Hit the bell notification button if you want to make sure that the tea is hot in those notifications. I've also been breaking down a lot more Megan and Harry stuff. We do a Zach Pack Weekly Unpack every Tuesday evening that goes live on Instagram and on YouTube. So stay tuned for that as well. We uh, have covered a number of Housewives books, celeb books. We're now doing some documentaries. We covered the Meghan and Harry documentary. We pointed out all the lies in it. Um, We covered the Casey Anthony documentary. I did a recap on the 10 wildest, craziest revelations from Prince Harry's new book, Spare. So that's up on the YouTube channel now. Um, It's not on the podcast, but it's on the YouTube channel. But lots to come. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. You can give me a follow personally at Just Plain Zach all over the internet, or you can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. I hope you guys enjoyed today's live broadcast. We had Inner City Press. We had Emily D. Baker. We had quite a show today. Um... Thank you guys for tuning in and supporting me. I do have a line of housewives of it's the unofficial real housewives wine, but it is my housewives watching wine. It's what I like to drink while I'm watching housewives. It's a fizzy light, crisp white wine and a fizzy light, crisp rosé available at nofilterwine.com. So head over to nofilterwine.com and place your orders for these yummy, delicious reality TV inspired wines. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Maybe I'll go live on the Instagram. We'll do a little kiki chat afterwards. We'll see. All right, guys, I will, I will chat with you soon. Bye.